Well, praise God. Well, I'm glad you're in church this morning. So get your Bibles out. I want to share a word with you. I want to follow up on last week's message and keep going with it. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, you had to go back and listen to last week's message if you really want to get the full effect of everything, because I can't take time to review everything. But, you know, I preached last week on hell and uh, uh, that you thought that wouldn't been a very good message and wouldn't be very popular, but bless God, everybody loved it, and uh, I got no bad feedback because it's a, really a message of love. And if you go through the scriptures and you look, Jesus preached a lot on hell. He preached a lot on people perishing because why? He doesn't want people to perish. He doesn't want people to be eternally lost. And I went through a lot of different material there, but you'll have to look at it. And I got on that because I had to date myself when I got saved. Uh, one of the the, the big singing. Uh, uh, Christian singers of that era was a man named Carmen, and uh, Carmen sang this song called Radically Saved, and one of the lyrics of the song says, hell ain't, uh, I mean, black is black and white is white, and hell is hot and sin ain't right, and God is holy and Christ is coming and righteousness will prevail, and that the lyrics of that song stuck with me and just took forever, and the other day the Holy Spirit reminded me of them, and I, I really hadn't thought of them in a long time, and and so that's why this that's what how this message has kind of developed and come out of here, because we're in a day right now that's crazy. All right. And like this week, uh, the president, you know, uh, praise God for a godly president. And, and, and he put out an executive order uh, about uh, dealing with abortions calling Born Alive, a bill called Born Alive, and uh, so that if a child is born alive in an abortion procedure, they can't kill the child. And so I heard it, and I just, I was like, we're, re we're rejoicing over this, that the president of the United States has to say, this is wrong. And he has to go get an executive order and sign it and say, this is wrong. And that he has opposition and pushback on it that he shouldn't have done it. And I'm like, I, and it, it, I won't be honest with y'all. This whole week, I have been grieved. I have been sick. I've been nauseated just the whole time. Even when I said that right now, I feel it again. That I'm just so grieved in my heart that, the, that this place called America that we live in has gone to such a, a, a depraved place that I mean I just want to I don't know what to do I just want I just feel like throwing up spitting and cussing all at the same time be honest with you and you say pastor because I, I don't know I just it just I'm just shocked when I was when I was a lost unsaved young man headed to hell didn't want to do anything but drink beer and fight in bars I had more sense than that and I'm shocked. I'm just, I'm appalled. And I, and I've just, a whole week I've just been grieved in my spirit that this is what, where we are going to in America, that we have to stop and say, no, it's not right to kill a baby. Well, we want to kill the baby. I mean, think of that. Think of taking the argument on the other side. I can't believe it. And I'm just like, what, what could be next? All right. And so, so I, I, I feel like it's time to shake the nation and shake the people and everybody that listens to the water hole, do what we can to, 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 to shake things up and say, look, let's, let's look at this thing. There's consequences for actions. All right. 
So, you know, I, I preached on black is black and white is white. Here's your rule book. Here's the word of God. It's black is black and white is white. I'm not talking of race. I'm talking of print. It's black and white. All right. And and it, there's no way around it. You either believe it's true. or You don't. There's no modifications. There's no modification clause in the back. Matter of fact, it says if you change it, curse be upon you. There's no modification clauses in here. Say, well, you, you, have, you can be a Christian and, 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 and take the redemptive blood of Jesus on your life and he'll forgive your sins. But if you don't really want to do what he says and what he says is, is the right way to do things, then go ahead. Do what you want to. It doesn't say that in here. All right. So, so that was the first part of the message. Black is black and white is white. And then hell is hot is the second one. And I talked about hell. I talked that there's consequences and not everybody is going to go to heaven, but not because God deemed it so, but because man chose that way. All right. And so the, sec- the third part of that says sin ain't right. And I got to stop on that. I, I shared a little last week, but uh, I got to keep on this because see, folks, we've got it all wrong. The church forever has preached sin and we tried to list sins. We tried to list them down and say, well, if you're not drinking, dancing, smoking and cussing, well, then, you know, you're not sin- you're, you're, you're not sinning, which that's wrong because you can have unforgiveness in your heart. And you could have, you know, ill will towards somebody and, and jealousies. And, you know, that could be just you could just be just rotten. There are people who don't drink, dance, smoke and cuss that are rotten on the inside. Hello. And you call fasting, dieting, or dieting, fasting, whatever you look, you know, and you just work all these things around and and God's not pleased because God looks at the heart. Hello? Hello? Now, I just just caught them. That's a prick nerve right there. You know, it's the truth. You cannot say, I'm going to diet and I'm going to lose some weight and, and, you know, I'll write it off as fasting. And so then that makes me holier. It doesn't work that way. That's what I want to make that point to you right there, okay? You're either fasting for God or you're going on a diet. Anyway, point is, sin is sin. And sin, I love this. I didn't write. I didn't come up with this. I've heard this my whole Christian life. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost you more than you want to pay. That's just the way it is. All right? But let's talk about this for a second. Now, here we go. Go to Psalms 23. Nobody can argue with the Lord's Prayer. All right. So. So uh, I was having trouble sleeping the other night. I don't know why. Something something just in my system. I couldn't I couldn't get myself to quiet down. And I was laying there. And so I, I treat myself like like my mother used to treat me. Lay down. <laughs> Close your eyes. You know. So I treat myself just like that. So I'm in there telling myself, you lay down. You're not going to get up. You close your eyes. Lay here. Be still. And I've got my eyes closed, and then I'm, but my mind's just thinking and thinking and thinking. So when I get like that, I used to go to Psalms 23, and I started going over the Lord's Prayer because it's something that's, I, you know, I know it's memorized to me. So I started out like this. So I'm, I'm there, and I, and, I, and I meditate on it. So I said, the Lord is my shepherd. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, you're my shepherd. Thank you that you watch over me. He leads me beside the still waters, you know, so then I'm, I go over that part. Right. Or he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. And I take it verse little bit by little bit like that. And then I try to meditate on it. Well, sometimes I get mixed up. I mean, it is nighttime. And sometimes I get to getting my verses wrong. OK. 
And then I, but I know I'm saying it wrong, so I have to correct myself. And so I start myself back over. And so, so the other night I said, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I thought, wait a minute, I forgot, I forgot that other part. You know, I forgot a verse. It says, and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So I said, Lord, I forgot that. Okay, I'm starting back over. The Lord is my shepherd. He shall not want. So I was going through this thing. And then so that time I said, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though walk through the valley of shadow. And I said, wait a minute. You lead me in the, so I backed up in my brain. And I said, you lead me in the paths of righteousness. You lead me in the paths of righteousness. And I started just dwelling on that, meditating. You lead me in the paths of righteousness. Okay, so I, I don't know what time this is, you know, but it's two or three o'clock in the morning. And I keep saying that over my You lead me in the paths of righteousness. You lead me in the paths of righteousness. Lord, lead me in the paths of righteousness. I want to walk in righteous paths. Can I have an amen? amen. I want to walk in righteous paths. I don't want to walk in unrighteous paths. I want to walk in righteous paths. I'm saying this to the Lord. So then I started saying it again. So I started, I said, the Lord is my righteousness, I shall not want. And I said, no, no, he's my shepherd. The Lord is my righteousness, I shall not want. And I said, no, 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 he's my, he's my the shepherd. Robert, come on, get it right. The Lord is my righteousness, I shall not want. I kept saying it. And finally I said, Holy Spirit, why am I saying righteousness instead of shepherd? And he said, isn't it the same thing? And I said, oh, wait a minute now. I'm starting to get a message out of this. If he's going to lead us in paths of righteousness and you walk a righteous path, that path will shepherd you. It will keep you in line. It will keep you on the right way. Hello? What we've got going on right now is there is a path of righteousness. It's called the Bible. It's called God's word is what he set out for us. People are arguing with it because they're, they're, they're saying that, that, you know, well, the, the, we've, it's got to be modified. It's got to be changed. It can't be, you know, the world is changing. People are changing. Everything is kind of changing. And so the word needs to change. And God was too strict and he was too mean. And he said this and don't do that. And you can't do this. And that's not really right. And they're whining and crying about all this stuff because basically they want the word to change. Do you know, folks, listen to me, in this new, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Supreme Court nomination. And, and, and they actually said, I have people out there screaming that she's too religious. And I'm like, man, if she was a fire-breathing, tongue-talking, Holy Ghost, word-quoting person, she, she couldn't get enough fire to, to, to deal with all of you people. Hello? See, they want her to be a little more heathen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They will accept her if she'll be a little more heathen. And I'm saying, folks, this is wrong because you've got to be a path of righteousness because if you're going to get off the path of righteousness, then it's called sin. And sin is not a, a category of an act that you do. Sin means you've, you stray from what God's word says, his path, and you're, it literally means missing the mark. It's not like God said, oh, they did it. They missed a mark, stepped over the line, out, right? Did y'all see the tennis match the other day? I don't even remember who it was when the, 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 
the line judge, just some young uh, lady, uh, called the ball out. The guy was all mad and everything, and then he slams the next ball and hits the girl. And they threw him out. I mean, really, you're going to get so irritated over that that they called that you're going to go. They got cameras everywhere. I mean, I don't know what the big deal was. But anyway, that's not the way God does it. He doesn't play like, oh, that was right on the line. You're out. No, it's sin is what he doesn't want you to walk in sin, because if you walk in sin, you're starting to stray off the path and you're going to get lost because sin's going to take you farther than you want to go. It's going to keep you longer. You want to stay. It's going to cost you more than you want to pay. But right now, what we've done is everybody is saying, oh, we don't want to offend anybody. So therefore, let's 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 ease off the path a little bit because it, it'll be easier, you know, and they won't be quite, they won't be offended. And we don't want to offend anybody. There's a <laughs> I looked this up. I just got to say it. I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but it's just I'm just trying to show you all the that people have gotten off the path so far that stupidity, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like beyond that. It's idiocracy. I don't know. It's just even beyond that there's a, a clinic in San Antonio that is, uh, 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 it's a lactation clinic to help mothers with newborn babies. And so they change their wording because they don't want to be offensive to other parents that may be coming in, and so it's no longer being called breastfeeding. They're going to call it human feeding. <laughs> so that no one's offended because there's some transgender trying to bottle feed their baby, and they don't want to offend them, and so they're going to call it human feeding. And I'm reading that, and I'm like, I I'm speechless. Right? Y'all, that's pretty bad. But they were sensitive. They wanted to be sensitive to the feelings of other parents. And I'm like, man, I just, as a kid, grew up and cows and bulls and I don't know what to say. I don't know. I'm lost. I'm lost in this world of trying to, you know, I don't even understand how it's offensive. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't even understand it. I can't, I can't get wrap my brain around it. But what happens when you start straying off the path of righteousness, you stray so far, then they're over there in a world that it doesn't even make sense anymore. And that's what's happening. And that's what they're wanting to do to America right now is take us off this path that's so far over there that there's no way to get back to righteousness. But God says, Psalms 23, that he will lead us, those wanting to be led, in paths of righteousness. So the, the path of righteousness, what it does is it shepherds you. When you desire and want to have a desire to stay in God's word, to stay on his path, if you'll listen to him and quit arguing with him. How many of you have ever argued with God that he you knew that he wanted you to stop doing something, you didn't want to stop it? Can I see a show of hands? I want to see the show of hands. How many honest people there are in here? Okay. All of us, God, we, we, something pricks in our heart and we know that we need to change and alter our whatever it is, our behavior, our lifestyle, our whatever, and he, and he, and he, you know, that we're too harsh or we're not harsh enough or we're whatever, and, and, and we feel that that's the leading of the Holy Spirit trying to keep you on the path of righteousness. It's a good thing. 
Don't fight it because what you're doing is, you know, God's trying to push you back and you're leaning into him trying to get off the path and he's pushing you back. It's a good thing to be, have conviction. When you don't have any conviction, folks, listen to me, you're in a dangerous place because you've gotten so far off the road. Now you can't find your place back. You're not being convicted. To have conviction, this always lets me know when I do something wrong, I repent and then I rejoice that the Holy Spirit convicted me because I know I'm still in the kingdom. Hello? Because I'm a human. I make mistakes. But he's got these paths for us and we've got to stay on them. Now I want to show you something. Uh, go, if you would, uh, to, well, let's see. Let me give you one more scripture. First John 5, 18 is one you need to memorize. This is a scripture you really need to commit to memory. First John 5, 18. It says, for we know that well, whoever is born of God does not sin. And we looked at that and people have taken that all out of text and twisted it and turned it all around because they're saying, oh, you know, you did something wrong. You're, you know, have a sinner. I guess I'm not saved or whatever. No, no, no. Again, you miss the mark. Those, it says the people that are born of God, they don't want to miss the mark. Are y'all with me? The, the, the people that are born, were truly born of God, if your heart learnt, yearns for God, you do not want to miss the mark. Can I have an amen? amen? Right? I don't want to do wrong. I don't want to miss a mark. I do sometimes. All right? But he that has been born of God keeps himself or guards himself. And look what he guards himself. The wicked one. Doesn't touch him. That's walking in the spirit and walking so close to God and walking like we should be on the path of righteousness. The devil ain't got no place. Hello? So you need to be that kind of person that wakes up in the morning and says, Lord, today I desire to walk in the path of righteousness. I want to walk with you. And I declare that as I walk with you, the devil ain't got no place in me. Get out of here. All right? Now go to go. And I want to show you this. I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip and I'm going to come back. I don't know. I may get lost. I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah 7. See what happens when, and I just want to, I'm going to throw this out there. When man starts doing what man wants to do and will no longer listen to what God wants to do, trouble's coming. All right? Now that doesn't mean that you... If you want to live for God, are going to have to walk in the same trouble that everybody else is going to get in. But trouble's coming because God's not going to tolerate it. There's an interesting scripture here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. I mean, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 7, 21. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat meat. For I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought you out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this is what I commanded them, saying, obey my voice and I will be your God and you should be my people. Pretty simple, right? And walk in all the ways that I've commanded you that it may be well with you. Yet you did not obey or incline your ear, but followed the counsel and the dictates of their evil hearts. They went backwards and not forwards. Do you hear that? They went backwards and not forwards. God said, look, if you just obey me and do what I ask, walk in the paths of righteousness, it'll be good. But he said they didn't. They 
obey the dictates of their own evil heart. So therefore, they went backwards. Folks, listen to me. The world right now is reeling to and fro because men are wanting to take us to do what their own evil hearts desire. Because when you're straying from the word of God, I'm telling you, you're getting off the path of righteousness and down that road is bad things. And I ain't going down there. Hear me. Hell is hot and sin ain't right. I'm not going down there. I'm not going to get an agreement. I don't know exactly everything I'm going to do, but I guarantee you I'm going to jump up and down. You ain't never seen protesting like I'm about to protest. I'm not going to go down that road because I know it ends in disaster. I'm not going to take us. I'm not going to take our children, our, our grandchildren and the, the, the flock of the church here down that path because I'm telling you it's going to end in disaster. And I can't sit here and from 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 the uh, the pulpit and share things with y'all and teach things to y'all that aren't truth. Right. I ain't going to candy coat it. Because it says since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have even sent to you all my servants, the prophets daily rising up early and sending them. Yet they did not obey me nor incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. They would worse. They did worse than their fathers. Therefore, you shall speak to all these words to them, but they will not obey. You shall also call to them. But I'm not going to answer. God said, man, I sent you the prophets. I sent the people. You didn't listen. The consequence of not listening to God is eventually coming to a place where he's not listening to you. See, I don't want to see America get to the place where God's not going to answer any prayer to help America because Americans have already gone too far. Now, you righteous. We're going to be OK because God's going to keep. His people. Hello. Look at your person beside you and say, I'm glad to hear that. But I can tell you things can get a little rough in the midst of it. All right. Now. Hell is hot and sin ain't right and God is holy. Now, the thing about God is you have to come. Everybody has to come to an understanding and, a, and, and, and a, make a decision. Is God right or not? Are his ways right? Look, I'm not talking to nomination ways here this morning. I'm not talking are the Methodists right or the Baptists right or the Presbyterians or the Episcopalians. Who's right? I know I'm saying is God right? Because no matter who you are, we all have the same Bible. Right. And, and men interpret it a little different, and some put more emphasis on it than others. But the bottom line is we all have the same Bible. So I'm saying, is God right? Amen. All right. Is he holy and is he right? Now look, let's just look at this. Go to uh, Exodus 34. <clears throat> let's see who Moses says God is or who God revealed himself to Moses as. Moses 30. Moses. <laughs> Y'all got Moses 34 in your Bible? No wonder I'm coming up with all this preaching. <laughs> Exodus 34, 5. It says, now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, God. Merciful. Listen to what? This is what was proclaimed. This is who God said he is. Merciful. Gracious. Long-suffering. Pretty good, Right? Abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression. Now stop right there for a second. 
Up to this point, God has declared who he is. Everything is merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for a thousand, forgiving iniquities and the transgressions and sins. But then he says, by no means clearing the guilty. See, he cannot be God and not be a righteous God that if the unrighteous don't get, what do you want to call it? Spanked. There has to be consequences for actions. God's a righteous God. So he says here, I'm going to see that by no means clearing the guilty and visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, the children's children of the third and fourth generation. In other words, I'm a righteous God and the unrighteous, they're going to get convicted. He put that in his name description. And I want to be honest with you. That's what I love about God. Because well, I, I love him so much that I don't, I don't fear the judgment seat of Christ because I want to go stand before Jesus because I know I'll be judged righteously. And if I have been unrighteous, well, then I, I, he, I, I'll take his, his reproof, his correction. Y'all with me? Because I, I trust him. There's, been no, there's nobody more righteous than him. That's who God is. But people say, well, we don't like it. We want to do something different. Folks, I actually said it in the plan video. Uh, uh, but if you go look in Galatians 5 and you look at the, the fruit of the spirit versus the, the fruit of the flesh, if you want to see what the flesh looks like, just go watch a video on the rioting going on right now. And listen to what those people are saying. I mean, I didn't. I mean, you can't even use the term cuss like a sailor, man. It's worse than that. Sailors didn't even cuss that bad back in the day. I mean, they people, I mean, women, I mean, I mean, it is the worst foul mouth stuff going down the road. And I'm just like, wow, that is flesh unleashed. OK. And I'm telling you, that's a path of sin that's going to cause shipwreck in their lives. But all we have to do, because look at look what he said. Look what he said. Look what he said. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's long-suffering. He's abounding. He's, all you've got to do is say, Lord Jesus, I want to stay on the path of righteousness. And you know what? He'll keep you there. But he's going to keep you there by the conviction of the Holy Spirit coming to you, tapping you on the shoulder, saying, nah, that's not right. You shouldn't have said that. You were acting like you, not like me. Repent. That conviction of the Holy Ghost is a good thing, right? Because we're not going to do it right all the time. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. I am forever. I am forever having war within my mind. You know, a situation, something said, this is said, it looks like this and that. And then I go to war. I've already brought up the big guns, the ships, the, you know, the tanks. I've already aligned the whole, you know, my whole military invasion. They're already all guns. And all I got to do is pull the trigger and then find out it wasn't what I thought it was. The devil just made it all up in my head. And then I had to repent and say, Lord, I wasted so much time and emotional energy over here about to blow up this whole situation. And it wasn't even there. Right. Call off all the planes. I got to go call off all the planes, the tanks, the, them, tell them I'll go home. You know, but God's not like that. He's a God that's merciful, gracious, loving. How about Matthew 16? When when Jesus asked Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, man. You're Christ. You see, folks, when you come to that place in your life. 
Well, then if he is Christ, then why are we trying to tell him how he needs to run things and what he needs to line up? Well, Lord, I feel like I feel like you were a little a little harsh and and insensitive. Who are we to tell him? If he is the son of God, then he's the son of God. And if he's our savior, then why are we over there even having a discussion with him of things that he needs to change? Hello? I bought a bag of protein cubes the other day for my sheep and fed them and the deer always come up and get their fair share. And so I did that and then I ran out and then I didn't go back and get any. And you should have seen the look on their face the next day. I threw corn on the ground because that's all I had was corn. And I threw the corn out and the, and the look of them, they, I mean, they looked down and then they just looked up like, what? <laughs> we want protein. And they stood there and then I threw another handful out and they looked. And then they just looked at me again. And I was like, you sorry bunch of you ungrateful hussies. I just wanted to start shooting every one of them right there. Just say, let me show you this. See, and that's why I always said that y'all should be so thankful. I'm not God. <laughs> because you just see the look on the face and I thought, oh, man, Lord, we must look just like that as Christians. You just feeding us, keeping us all safe, blessing us, giving us all good things. And then we're like, what? You want me to forgive? And we forget about all that we've been forgiven. We start looking at the planks and everybody else. Oh, there comes plank eye over there. <laughs> Right? And we forget what's in us and all over us. Huh? Folks, listen to me. All of that that you're fighting against is going to get you off of the path of righteousness into a place that's going to be called sin, that's going to take you farther than you want to go. And too much, we've wasted too much energy and too much time getting off track, having to backtrack, Find where we need to be to get onto the road to get back started in righteousness. Hello? Okay. So, I think it's time we stop arguing with God and just start walking the path that he's got for us. Okay? I think it's time to tell others, you know, <clears throat> you really need to be quiet. I think it's time that we as Christians become radical, radical in our views and in our walk. It's time for us to just stop trying to just be so lovey-dovey about everything. And I'm not talking to be ugly. I'm just saying but there's a way to say, no, that the Word of God says this, and if you'll come over to this path, you're going to be on the path of righteousness, and, and that's going to be a lot better for you. And they say, ah, I'm going to do that. Okay, well, there's another option. But you don't want what's behind door number two. Right? I, I used to always love that. What that call the price is right? And what was the deal where they had the doors, the three doors? Or is that let's make a deal? Let's make a deal was the three doors? And, huh? Monty Hall, yeah. And I always thought it was so hilarious because... You know, there would be this poor person stamped and they got their money and then they go for it, you know, and they won't do it number two and then they'd open it up and there'd be like a donkey back there and a guy holding it, you know, and he got nothing. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> so 
That takes me to this next point here, okay? Black is black and white is white. Hell is hot and sin ain't right. God is holy and Christ is coming. Listen to me, folks. I do not know when Jesus is coming. I cannot give you date and time. The Bible says that no one knows when he's coming except the father. And the father is going to turn to the son and he's going to say, go get your bride. And that's when it's going to take place. I don't know when that's going to take place. People have been wanting to take place for the last 2000 years. But I want to tell you something. Could be tomorrow. Could be 20 years from now. Could be next week. I can't, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you he's coming. Amen. Everybody say he's coming. he's coming. You know how I know that? I know that because the Bible talks all about it, that he's coming back. I know that the Bible says that faithful is he who promises is also going to do it. That God says over and over and over again that he is going to confirm his word, Right? And no word that ever came out of his mouth is not going to be completed. So I know it's going to happen. But I also want to tell you this. As I told you about hell, I got to also tell you about heaven. Because Christ is coming. He's coming to take you to a place called heaven. He's coming to take you to a place where the Bible says that there's no more weeping, no more crying, no more tears. Hello? That already sounds pretty good. Where streets are of gold, where there's mansions. And to be honest with you, I don't care if I live in a cardboard box underneath the bridge in heaven as long as I'm in. Because the alternative's no good and there's no gray area in between. Hello? But I just say, hey, you're going to worship God and God's going to be there and it's going to be righteous and it's going to be true. But you know, this is what I want to tell you all about. And I'm going to have to get into this on another time. I'm not going to have time to get on all this. That there is more to heaven than you realize. Because you're not going to go to heaven and get you a big robe and walk around and play a harp and, 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 and do something like that. I'll tell you what, you're going to be working. And I'll show you all this. You're going to be working. You're going to be doing things. Heaven's going to proceed on. Your life's going to proceed on. And I think that we're going to be there forever, and it's going to be good. Amen? So my point is, church, these are the things that we have to meditate on. These are the things we have to think on. We have to just stay on the righteous paths because this is what's happening. Jesus is coming and we're headed to heaven. Right? So it's easy to get distracted right now. It's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to run around and say, oh, my gosh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going to happen? Oh, my God, who's going to win the election? Who's going to win the election? Jesus already won the election for us a long time ago when he rose from the dead. And we're going to walk in his righteousness. But it's caught, there's going to be a time, and I'm telling you, get your backbones strengthened because there's a time that we're going to stand up and we're going to just declare this is the way it is and there's no other way. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this is what I want you to do. I want you just to put your Bibles up for a minute. And I want to pray. Because I just feel like maybe there may be some of you that are watching or in here, that maybe you've gotten off the path. And while I'm preaching this message, you're being convicted by the Holy Spirit that, you know, you need to do some repenting. And so what I want to do, uh, sweetie, come up here and play something. By the way, everybody watching, sweetie is my wife. I'm not having a thing with the piano player. Well, I am having a thing with the piano player. But it's okay. 
the things that happen in church. <laughs> Years ago, this is a long time ago, before we even had this building, a uh, person came to us and said, you know, I'm really having some problems. I'd like to join your church, but I'm having a problem with it because, you know, I don't know how y'all are about kissing. And I said, what do you mean kissing? So I noticed I got the front door, he kisses your wife all the time. I said, that's her father. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. I said, man, we're not no kissing church. I mean, you know this? So that's why I like to get things straight so everybody understands. But I just want you to know, church, listen to me. It's easy to repent. It really is. It's easy to stay on the path of righteousness as long as you keep your heart there. It's easy. But we got to do it. You've got to ask. You've got to yield. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and direct you. I can't. I wish I could just anoint you with oil or throw holy water on you and make everything okay, but it's you. But it's that relationship with the Holy Spirit, which is where I'm going in this thing, to teach you more about the Holy Spirit. It's that relationship with the Holy Spirit that He comes in and He touches you, and then He makes it right. You don't have to figure it out. He just makes it right. And then all you got to do is keep your heart there and keep staying on the path. So I want you just to just take a moment just to bow your heart to the Lord and let me let me just pray for you. Let me kind of lead you in this prayer. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we just come before you. And Lord, we bow our hearts before you and we ask you to forgive us, Lord, of our sins. Lord, to forgive us where we've strayed and gotten off the path. Lord, where we've become hard and obstinate and tried to tell you how to do things. We just humbly, Lord, bow before you and say, forgive us. We want to be your servants and stay on your path. So, Lord, right now, just bring us back to that path of righteousness. Lord, get us out of the weeds and out of the brush and just get us on that plain path, that smooth path with you. thank you for it. Lord, we thank you for it. 
So Lord, we declare that you have the strings of our heart. You, Lord, are going to lead us and guide us and direct us. And we look forward, Lord, to your coming. We look forward to spending eternity with you. What a joy. So thank you, Lord, that you are a gracious God. You're long-suffering. You're merciful. And Lord, you forgive us of our sins. And Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now, I want you to stand up. I want to ask my prayer team to come down. And I want to bless you. Because you're going to go back out to this world. You're going to run across craziness this week. But you, oh saints of God, are going to address it in power, (coughs) under the anointing. And by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to speak to people and you're going to help them get off of their path of sin onto the right path. Amen? Amen. So, Father, I declare, bless them as we go. Lord, as we we go out into the world this week, as we run across people, Lord, I just thank you for divine appointments. I thank you for giving us the anointing and the understanding to not miss it, to see it. Lord, and to preach your word and tell people the good news about you, Jesus. That, Lord, you are so good. You are so, so amazing. And, Lord, people turn to you and come to you. Because all they have to do is say, Jesus, I want you in my life. So, Lord, I thank you for that. Bless them, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now, we're here to pray for you up front. If you need any prayer, God bless you, church. Go get them.